and I came to put the devil under my feet. Oh, come on. Who came to put the devil under your feet? Uh, I need some tambourines. Uh, come on. Come on. I need some good hand coppers. Uh, come on. You came in. You might as well get up on your feet. Uh, let's make the devil mad. Let's have some church like the old school way. Everybody clap your hand right there. Wherever he needs me, I will follow. I love Gina. 
Amen. Let's do it.
desire today. This is what I need today. I need people that love the word to respond to the word. Amen. In John chapter 19 verse 30, if it's not on your phone or your, your Bible, um, 
I just want to read one verse and preach. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. I thought I would get one witness on that. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. I, I, want, you to, I want you to prophesy to somebody these words and say, I believe Jesus finished it. Say it again. Say, I believe Jesus finished it. Clap your hands on your way down to your seat. I believe Jesus finished it. I think, I think one of the things that is important for us to understand in the hour in which we live is how uh, incredulous we have become. Incredulous people can't believe or won't believe. No matter how good you do what you do, no matter how much you repent, there will always be people who won't believe in you. They just won't. You can change all of your ways. You can become a better person. You can lose weight. You can get great hair. <laughs> you, you, you can move in a better house. You can raise your credit score. There are some people who just won't believe in you. And then there are some people who can't believe in you. And they can't believe in you because God won't give them permission to see your next. And some of you should praise God for the people who don't have permission to see your next. When people cannot see your next, they write you off and they let you go. And instead of you getting upset and angry about that, I'm telling you on this resurrection weekend, you should praise God about anything and anybody that's not in your next chapter. Because in your next chapter, you are elevated to a glorified position. Where, you, where now you are not just important to people, but you become a weapon against the enemy. See, the, 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 enemy, the, enemy is not, the enemy is not afraid of anybody that uh, doesn't bother his kingdom. This is what we got to preach about today. Anybody that doesn't bother his kingdom. And Sister Courtney, the more you are attacked, the more you, here's what you have to understand. The more you are attacked, the more you matter to God's kingdom. Anything, anything and anybody that's under constant attack, your children are under attack, your marriage is under attack, your finances is under attack. It means you are a person that is going to use everything God gives you and every anointing God has for you to tear the enemy's kingdom down. I 
need 15 people to understand that this weekend, what it's really about is about tearing the enemy's kingdom down. Even though society is going the way it's going, and even though there are now new definitions for this and new definitions for that, but, but this weekend is because Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. That, 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 that's what resurrection is about. Oh, okay. I like you, mama. That's, that's what resurrection is about. Resurrection is not about how good we look. Resurrection is not about our shoes and our hair. Resurrection is about destroying the works of the devil and coming through every situation with more power. Hey, 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 hey. Prophesy to somebody beside you and say, that's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm working on more power. I'm working on trying to have the kind of power that I don't have to open my mouth. But when I step in a room, things start to get in order. I feel somewhat like preaching today because somebody in here says I'm changing in my spirit and my power is rising. The enemy is not afraid of anything about you except your power. Because if you got the power, you can rebuke him. I need you to look to somebody and tell him, I'm changing and I know it. I'm changing. I'm changing and I know it. The enemy knows it. My friends know it. My cousin know it. I'm changing. Everything about me is changing. My mind is changing. My spirit is changing. My attitude is changing. I don't act like I used to act. I don't respond like I used to respond. I don't cuss you out anymore. Now I just pray. I pray. I pray. And I tell God, Break every chain. Break it. Break it. Break it. Somebody say, Break it. Break it. Break every chain. Break every depression. Break every oppression. When you move in power, the enemy becomes afraid of you. I need you to shout this with a loud voice. Say, Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, Power. Don't you let 50 Cent uh, get the revelation before you get it. 50 Cent has this show, and I love it. I don't even miss ghosts. I really don't miss ghosts because Tyreek is really doing his thing, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But don't you let the world get the revelation of what power is, and the church does not. Power is when you have what's called dunamis. That means your situation is changed and rearranged. Shout it again. Say power. That's what you got to have. Power. When Jesus rose from the grave, he didn't rise with a new outfit. He rose with all power. He rose with power. And what you've got to do here, here's your whole, hear me now, your whole Christian faith. Your whole Christian experience rests on the fact that you have to believe that Jesus finished it. No, no, no. Now, let's, let's talk about this for a while. Let's get into it. Now, there's a difference between being, I'm saying this. Some, some people say this. I'm done with it. But being done with it is different from it being finished. 
<laughs> All right. Here's the simplest way I can put it. You ever broke up with somebody? <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes. I ain't talking about nobody. You just. I'm really not. I'm really not. You ever broke up with somebody and said, I'm done with it. And called them the next day? You can be done with it and still not finish. <laughs> when, when something is finished, you satisfy it in another dimension. Now, everything that Jesus did on Resurrection Weekend, hear me, is judicial. It was judicial. It was adjudication. It was not that he just died and rose again and that was it. Jesus satisfied the demand of the Old Testament requirements and the New Testament requirements. In the Old Testament, you had law. Say law. In the Old Testament, you had law. You had to fulfill the law. There was no Holy Ghost. Amen, amen, amen. All right. There, there, was, there was no Holy Ghost in you, indwelling in you. Got to teach you. The Holy Ghost came upon you, upon you. You remember when Samson uh, was, 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 was fighting those those, 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 those Philistines and, and the spirit of God came upon him. It didn't dwell in him, but it came upon him. You remember when Moses uh, had moments where, where he stretched out his rod and the Red Sea departed. And then he moved in another power and went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Well, that was the Holy Spirit coming upon him. But that was the dispensation called law. And you had to fulfill the law. You had to have requirements. And so the law required that you obey the Ten Commandments. Now, now I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. The law required that you obey the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Honor your mother and father that your days may be long upon the earth. Now, the new commandment in the New Testament is only two. It's only two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, I'm in the Bible, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Why can't we move into power in the church? It's only two reasons. You know, the more I grow in God, the less I try to figure what's wrong with people. Here is, here is why we don't move in power. It's only two reasons. You're not loving the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And then this is where the enemy gets us. You're also not loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Would you give your neighbor the grace you give yourself? Would you give your neighbor the forgiveness you give yourself? See, this would cut out gossip. This would cut out a lot of our criticism. 
this would cut out a lot of our criticism of each other if before we looked at others, we looked at ourselves. Everybody pull out your phone. Everybody pull out your phone, go to your camera and turn it on yourself. Take your camera out, turn it on yourself. Uh, I gotta preach today, I gotta preach today. Turn your camera, turn, take your phone out. Turn your camera on yourself. Look right at yourself. Look right at yourself. Look right at yourself in your camera. Everybody got your camera? And I want you to say a few words with me. Say, say, what's wrong with them? <laughs> say, what's going on with their kids? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Say, what's going on with their marriage? Come on, I, t t t I can't stand when they come over. Whenever you project like that about others, you're really not talking about others. You're really talking about yourself. And Jesus said the reason that many churches cannot flow in power is not because we, you cannot worship Jesus over loving your neighbor. For he said, how can you love somebody whom you've never seen? But you disregard the person you're sitting beside in church today. You can't, watch this. Jesus even said, forgiveness. Forgiveness is not on Jesus. Forgiveness is on you. If you don't, let me preach the Bible. If you don't forgive people of their offenses, then how will God forgive you of yours? So the law had to be fulfilled. It had to be satisfied. So what Jesus actually did, what Jesus actually did is he went into the court system of heaven. And he said, God, what do you want? Here's what God said. Cut the back of it off. Here's what God said. I want a final perfect sacrifice. That's what God said. I want a final perfect sacrifice. Because every sacrifice up until Jesus was incomplete. It, 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 it wasn't enough. It was incomplete. And so Jesus wrestled in the garden of Gethsemane and said, I don't want to do this. This lets all of you off the hook who have days where you struggle with God. Jesus struggled with God. Jesus struggled with how he had to die. And our greatest struggle is how we have to go through things. I need you to be honest with somebody and tell them, I don't like this. I'm going through what I'm going through and I don't like, see, see you, you're afraid to be honest, but, but you cannot even worship God without spirit and truth. You, 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 you might as well not do this thing called church and Christianity if you don't bring your truth to it. Tell somebody, sometimes I don't like this. 
I don't like the way I feel. I, I don't like the way my children are. I don't like the way my marriage is. I don't like the way my money is. I'm giving more and I'm seeing this. I don't like this. When Jesus was in the garden, he began to sweat like his blood pressure. What it actually means is his blood pressure rose so high that he began to actually have his white cells and red cells explode underneath his skin. He was agonizing. He said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But let me tell you where you got the victory and I got the victory. He said, nevertheless, not my will. Lord, I feel something right there. But thine will be done. I don't know who this is for, but if you go ahead and go through this, you're going to see a power come on your life like you've never seen before. Tell somebody, go ahead and go through it. Go ahead and go through it. I know it's not easy, but it's perfecting your faith. It's perfecting your character. It's making something new out of you. I know you don't want to feel it. I know you don't like for people to know that you're not all of that in the bag of chips like you portray yourself. But go ahead and say, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to walk this walk through because on the other side of this, power is coming. So... Jesus, when he went on the cross, he went on the cross as a spotless lamb. He went on the cross as a spotless lamb. Now, here's why we wrestle. Here's why we wrestle with believing it. We wrestle with believing it because we weren't there. We wrestle with believing it because we weren't there. And all kinds of mystical teachings are now coming into the church. Where people are struggling to believe the finished work of Jesus. Because it's not working in my life. I see no evidence of God in my life. Well, you won't see it coming to church once a year. You won't see evidence of God in your life if you don't deny yourself. The first part of walking with God is not reward, it's self-denial. And we got the steps wrong in the church. We want to be rewarded before we do anything. We want to be rewarded before we sacrifice anything. We want to be rewarded before any kind of consistency. I was, I was coming to church this morning and I was, I was struggling with which one of my, my outfits I was going to wear. Because, um, you know, I'm between 7 pounds up and, and 12 pounds down and 19 pounds up and 1 pound down and 42 pounds up. Y'all looking at me. And 3 pounds down, 110 pounds up and 30 pounds. I was struggling with the fact that I wanted to reward myself, but I haven't been to the gym enough. So you and I want something from God without putting in any sacrifice. 
So when you really celebrate God, you celebrate God because he was a perfect sacrifice. Tell somebody, he did, he did that. Now, I wasn't there. You weren't there. I'm closing. You weren't there physically. <laughs> you weren't there physically. But while you were sinning, before you were even born, Christ had you in mind. Now watch this. Jesus was on the cross, but none of his sins were. Because Jesus wasn't a sinner. He had no sin. Jesus died, but I was the reason. <laughs> I was the reason he died. And just in case we want to judge everybody's sins, he died for every sin. Big stuff, little stuff, ugly stuff, pretty stuff. He died for every sin. Tell somebody he paid it all. He paid it all. He paid it all. Every penalty, every stain, he paid it all. And so they pierced him and he bled from seven places. He bled from seven places in his body crown of thorns was on his head that was for your mind for everything about your mind going crazy if people would just tap into God if you would just tap into God you would, you could get out of mental depression like that if you would just yield to God if you would just yield to God now at this church we believe in deliverance and therapy Because therapy, therapy is the follow-up to deliverance. Well, Bishop, well, Bishop, I don't believe that. Well, tell Jesus who had Luke, the physician, on his team. Because Jesus was a healer, so why would a healer need a physician? Because healing is what Jesus did. Following up with Luke is what you are supposed to do. So in order to keep your deliverance, you got to do the follow-up work. You got to have somebody in your life that keeps you accountable. That says you can't talk crazy like that. You can't say that. So he bled from his head. Then he bled from his hands. Now when we say that they nailed Jesus' hands, we misunderstand that nails did not go into his palm. Every one of us has a part of our wrists where your bones separate. They put it there. Now, if you take your thumb, you got to do this because I want you to believe. Take your thumb with one hand and press into your wrist. Automatically, your hand will close. Because the tendons in that part causes you to grip things like you've never gripped before. So when they pierced Jesus in his wrist, he gripped you. And said, nobody will ever be able to pluck you out of my hand. Now, if you don't celebrate anything else, celebrate the fact that he's holding you. When everybody else lets me go, he's holding me. Now, 
Here's what we say. We say they pierced him in the side. And the piercing in the side. Come here, John. You could be Jesus today. Come on, get up here on the cross. Hold your hands out. Jesus had locks. Amen. Now, now step down here for a second. When they pierced him in the side, he was not in the same position as we. He was not on the same level as we. So it wasn't that they pierced him in the side from him being on the ground. He was not on the ground. So to pierce him in the side was not horizontal. He was on the cross. I wish I had a cross. Step up there. When they pierce him in the side to time. take it. If you're going to walk with God, there are some things that you just have to take. And I want you to ask God today in my last three minutes to help me to take certain things. Don't let me just run off at the mouth. Help me to take certain things and keep my mouth closed. Help me to take certain things and not respond back. Help me to take certain things. I got one minute. Y'all better push me. Help me to take certain things and not have to retaliate. Help me to take tell somebody you got to take it some stuff you got to take it and I know you don't like it but you got to take it because every time you take it you prove your character to God and you tell God I'm doing this because you did it if you can if you can go through death I can go through a lie if you can go through death I can go through somebody not liking me if you can go through death I can get on my knees and pray for my child if you can go through death you'll bring my finance back in a minute look at somebody says sometimes you just gotta take it so he took it he took it and then we say he said the seven last words the seven last words you know and then he got through all of them y'all know what it is uh, woman behold thy son son behold thy mother you know into thy hands I, I commend my spirit but 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 after after he died and, and, and after he died he gave up the ghost because he said these words it is finish ask somebody what is it what did he finish he finished the redemption of our souls so I don't want you to praise today because you're getting ready to get something new I want you to praise today because you are a finished product <laughs> You are a finished product. Every man, repeat after me, I'm a finished man. He finished you. This is why you should never come into somebody's life incomplete. Let God finish you. Every woman say, I'm finished. Say, I'm a finished woman. Don't, 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 ever, don't ever go into any situation half of anything let God finish you 
go on a date with somebody, tell them I enjoyed the food, but, but I, you know, I, we can't go no further because I ain't finished. You should have told me that before I spent $300 on these scallops, you know. <laughs> he finished it. He finished it. He finished it. I close with this. Finished it, wooden floor. Anybody that knows anything about flooring knows that when you put down a wooden floor, you remove about 70% of allergies in your house or in an environment. Your kids always, <laughs> it's, not, it's not you. It's not a, the devil. The blood, it's not a devil. It's your carpet. Because sin is like carpet. There are things that go in carpet that are not extracted by vacuuming. So you can do surface work by vacuuming. But Jesus didn't die as a surface death. He pulled sin up. He pulled it up and rolled it away. And what you do when you, get, when you pull carpet up and you get a wooden floor, you polish it. Come on, Vernon, this is your area. You polish it. He polished it. But that's not the end. When you polish it, it's done but it's not finished. <laughs> There's another material that you put on it called buffering. And buffering is when you put a finish on it. Where you really say, ooh, you really shining. The floor is really shining. Everything that shines isn't finished. It's not finished until the polish and the finish lock together. Stop, Tanya. Don't give away my message. Now I got to use another example. You just made my message 30 more seconds. I ain't new school. Now, my wife really don't cook for me out of no can. She really doesn't. And I appreciate that. That's why my skin is glowing. <laughs> or oh, whatever. <laughs> but when I was growing up, my mother canned peaches. And she would take a jar, put beeswax on the top of the jar, and put a top on the jar and put the jar on the oven in a boiling pot of water and turn the jar upside down and the heat sealed it. When Jesus went to hell and conquered death, hell, and the grave, 
he sealed it. Because nothing is sealed that can't stand heat. I'm finished, finished. If you can, speak, speak. Nothing is sealed that can't stand heat. You come to God and you believe his crucifixion and his resurrection. Here's how you do it. By faith. You do it by faith. Well, Bishop, I don't have the faith to believe it. You got faith in the bench. You have faith. You parked your car outside. It will be there when you get back. If you get outside of your car, it's gone. Another side of your Christianity <laughs> will come out. You believe that your house is like you left it. You got faith. Stop telling me you don't have faith to believe God. No. No. You got faith. You don't have depth. And there are a lot of people that have faith, but they don't have depth. Faith in God requires that you go deep. That you cut off the outside world and say, God, go inside and do a work in me. Everybody lift your hands. Tell God, do a work in me. I want to preach to those of you today. Or have an altar call for those of you today that, that said, Bishop, I'm, I'm, I'm slipping a little bit. The devil is fighting my depth. He doesn't want me to go deeper in God. See, 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 Satan doesn't mind you being saved. He doesn't want you to be converted. Salvation is Jesus dying for you. Conversion is you dying for him. But today he said, I want you to believe that Jesus Christ finished it. I told my wife before I left the house, I said, I'm not going to try to hype the church today. Either you believe it or you don't. You know why? We're not taking hype to heaven. We're taking holiness to heaven. Sometimes we have a real good time in African-American church with no change. And historically, because we are talented and gifted people, we will dance and we will run and we will high five. Woo, church was good today. What did he preach about? Girl, I don't know, but it was crazy. I want you to believe. I want you to believe. Who you blessing me? That sounds like heaven. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. 
if you want believe only believe oh no, only believe all things are possible if you want Feel the sanctification in that. Only believe. Oh, I only believe. All things are possible if you are only believe. Only believe. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, worship. Only believe all things are possible if you only only believe. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray. I want to pray over you. 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 I want to pray over you that you believe that you believe I'm not praying that you shout I'm praying that you believe I'm not praying that you dance and run around I'm praying that you believe I'm praying that the belief of what Jesus did follows you home and that you go back to your house and you start praying over your house here's what the Bible says here's what the Bible says Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, the Bible says that Christ and the church and the husband and wife are the same thing. Do you know how husbands have to serve their wives? They have to die. They have to die. How do you die as a husband? Vacuuming, washing dishes, praying over your family, sanctifying your atmosphere, <laughs> paying bills, being faithful. How do you love God as a wife? You submit. These are, these are, these are words that's been taken out of wedding vows. You obey. Jesus covered his wife with his life. I heard gunshots in my neighborhood last night. It was about, I don't know, maybe three o'clock in the morning. And three, I got up with, a, with my own sword. Four o'clock, I got up again. Five o'clock, I said, you okay? I am the protector of my home. And you can't be a savior if you're not willing to give your life. 
I want the Lord to strengthen you today. And I want you to believe God. Somebody say, I believe, I believe God. God. If you're here today and you're not saved, don't worry about your shouting. If you're here today and you're not saved, you're not born again. And you say, Bishop, I really, I really want to be saved. And this is a part of church that we just bypass. We're so busy shouting that we don't ask people, are you saved? Ask somebody beside you, are you, are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved? Are you born again? If you're in here and you're a backslider, the, the, when, you, when you backslide, you go reluctantly forward. Come here, mama. Come here, mama. This is going to be kind of kind of kind of gross, but put your hand on my nose. You can it, yeah, it's, it's big enough. In the Bible, he called Israel a backsliding heifer. They would put a hook in the cow's nose and they would try to pull him forward. Pull me forward that way. And he would backslide cuz he didn't want to go to the slaughter. And he didn't want to go to the slaughter because he saw the blood of his friends that went before him. But when Jesus came to Calvary, he didn't backslide. He faced it. And anytime you backslide, you don't want to be the sacrifice. But he says today, if you're here, you know you're not saved. I want you to come. I want you to get right out of your seat. I want you to come. Just come meet me at the altar. Say, I'm not saved. I want to be redeemed. I want to be born again. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Second thing I want to do today, just bring me the tray, Marvin. I want, to, I want us to take communion as a church today. Here's, here's why churches are suffering. Because whenever you take communion, it's the mystery of the body and blood of the Lord. Now I need you to hear me. If you haven't heard anything else, I'm not worried about who's on. I'm not worried about who's logging off. I'm preaching to who's here because I'm trying to help your soul to go to heaven. I ain't thinking about numbers. I ain't thinking about height. I'm thinking about souls. Watch this. When the body of Jesus was broken, the mystery is his body was broken, but his bones were not. So when you take the body of the Lord, you strengthen your structure. You strengthen your structure. I'm a sizable guy. You laughed at that? I'm a sizable guy, but my bone structure is not the size that I am. But my bones hold my frame. And God said, when you take my body, I hold your frame together of what I called you to be in this world. The blood, the blood of Jesus was so pure that they, they found some droplets of his blood. Now, anybody that understands blood knows that when blood, when you, when you are deceased, blood is not alive. It congeals, it's done. 
but they found drops of Jesus' blood and they tested it under a microphone, a microscope. And the scientist said, this blood is alive. And then they made another discovery. They said, it only has 24 chromosomes. Now you get 23 from your mother, 23 from your father. They found 23 chromosomes, but they only found one on his father's side, a Y chromosome, X is a girl, Y is a boy. But the blood was moving under the microscope because his blood See, 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 I want a church that praises him because he's alive. Not over no car, not over no house, not over anything. Tell somebody, he's alive. And the Bible said the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. I have to say this because this is what the Lord told me to say. And then we, I'm going to just personally just pass out communion to you and we're going to take it. Do you know why? Your life can't move forward and you can't break certain ceilings because you stop taking communion. Because in this world you don't live your life. You live the life of Christ through you. This is why Paul said nevertheless no more I but the Christ that lives in me. So as we partake of this today, as we partake of this today, we're going to do this as a church. The life of God is going to come into your life. Your structure is coming back. Hear this prophecy over communion. Your structure is coming back. Your money is coming back. Your favor is coming back. Your house is coming back. Your marriage is coming back. How does it happen, Bishop? Believe that he finished. Believe that he finished. Believe that he finished. Just take one and pass it right on down. Please don't drop the tray. We're a small church. Please. Don't drop the Lord on the floor. Please. Please. We got time for this, y'all. If we got time to sit through Django, that's three and a half hours. We got time for this. Tell somebody you always should make time to be redeemed. You should always make time to be redeemed. Worship him. Somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. The, 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 the communion is a mystery. It's 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 a mystery. I don't know what the young lady's name was, but she is a star that recently said, I want to deny Hollywood. She got all her black china. This for the young folks. She got all her implants removed. 
She had a tattoo of the Baphomet on her chest. She got it removed. I know this ain't popular no more, but she said, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell just to be famous. I don't want to go to hell. I want my soul to be redeemed. Because this is what Solomon said. I looked and I saw that this whole world was vanity and vexation. You're not taking anything with you to heaven but your spirit. Your spirit is going back. And it's got to go back pure. Some of you, the brightness is going to come back on your face. The favor is going to come back on your house. I'm going to tell you all something. I'm going to tell you something before we take this. Listen very closely. We had a wedding last night in our house. We had a wedding last night in our house. And London was the preacher. I told my wife, I said, I said, God is strengthening us. And we're getting ready to go into year number eight. And eight is a new beginning. I said, will you marry me tonight before we go to bed? London went and put on her little graduation robe. I'm telling y'all, I wish my wife, God, I wish my wife was here. London put on her graduation robe. We wrote out our vows. We remarried each other. We took communion. Y'all ready for this? I gave communion to my dog. Everything in my house going to be saved. You don't, you don't like that? When Israel went on a fast, the animals went on a fast. Everything was purified. Y'all don't hear me. 30 minutes after we got remarried and took communion in the house, I was trying to figure out what I was going to wear for church. And I laid 20 pair of pants on the bed. My wife said, "Just Jesus, just wear one. I found some money in one of the pockets of my pants that had been sitting in my pants in the closet for about six months. A whole lot of it. God says, when you recommit to me, I will allow favor to come upon your life again immediately. And I prophesy to you today that everything about your life as you commit more God is going to flow again. Your money is going to flow. Your prosperity is going to flow. Your life is going to flow. Somebody say, I believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Take the lid off of the, the bread. The cup. Break it in your hand. This is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ which was broken for you he said as often as you do this you should do it in your house this is called the Passover as often as you do this you do it remembering me the bread is unleavened it has no leaven in it leaven is yeast it makes it rise and the reason there's no leaven in it is because the crucifixion was a bitter thing it wasn't a fun thing. Hold it up in your right hand. Say, Lord, I thank you for being broken for me. Take, eat the body of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Come on, thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold up the cup. Hasha papaya. Pastor, this feels strange to me. This can't feel strange if twerking don't. Pastor, I don't understand this. God doesn't understand a lot of things we do, but he still loves us. Hold up the blood. This represents the blood that Jesus shed. There's life in this. When you take it, there's healing in it. There's prosperity in it. There's joy in it. There's anointing in it. There's redemption in it. And there's the finished work of Jesus. Take now the blood of the Lord Jesus. Now thank him with a loud shout. Come on. Thank him with a loud shout. Thank him with a loud shout. Thank him with a loud shout. Glory! Glory! Thank you for the loud shout. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Pass your cups to the end of the road. They'll come and collect them. Pass them to the end, to the inside of your road. They'll collect them. Now, this is what I want to do today, and then we're leaving. Did you enjoy the word today? Did you enjoy the word? Did you get a word from the Lord? Psalm 65 says, Praise waiteth for thee. Oh God in Zion. And I was reading a couple of interpretations of that passage, and one of them said, Praise is do you, oh God. But when I look at it, I just think I got some stored up praises. Some praises that I haven't begun to praise yet. For things in the past that I haven't finished praising them for. For things right now that I haven't finished praising him for. For things in the future that he hasn't done yet. But all I know is the God I serve is worthy. Ah. To praise. All I can say is, Lord, you my everything. Praise waited for thee.
got some witnesses in the building that know that God is your everything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For thee, my King, the
Get out of the aisle, find you a space in the house, and start dancing for 